Omari Young bringing down the house. Yes! Oh, Aaron Rooms knocks down the triple. Welcome to Learning the Court with Blake Hanlon, Lucas Yang, and Mark Moly. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Learning the Court. The show is kind of designed to be basketball and volleyball for dummies through TMU Bold Athletics. Our three teachers are also our co-hosts, but they're also students as well. We'll be teaching each other the sports we're unfamiliar with through one another. We'll be learning strategies, how to play, terminology, and news regarding men's and women's basketball and volleyball here at TMU. In the process, we hope to teach our audience as much as we can about basketball and volleyball while we're learning in the process. Whether you're here to learn or just love TMU athletics, let me introduce you to our hosts, slash students, slash teachers. Starting with myself, I'm Blake Hanlon. Uh, I'm a second year sport media student, along with my other hosts. But um, yeah, I love basketball. I've loved basketball throughout my entire life, basically. And yeah, I played varsity all through high school. But I'm really looking forward to learning volleyball through our co-host, Lucas. But uh, yeah, I'm going to be one of the basketball experts. So I'll be teaching him basketball alongside my other co-host, uh, Mark. But let me uh, throw the reins to Lucas here to introduce himself. Yeah, I'm Lucas Yang. Um, I'm a second-year sport media student with Blake and Mark. Uh, I'm also a varsity athlete on the men's volleyball team, and I'm really here just to teach about volleyball. And I think that volleyball is not in the mainstream when it comes to sports, and if my role kind of in the podcast is kind of not bring it into the mainstream because that's quite a big role, but um, just to give volleyball more clout and then to teach people what they don't know about volleyball so it gets more clout and, and that's my job and yeah yeah and i'm mark um i'll, I'll consider myself a little brother to both blake and lucas as they're above six foot i'm like a humble five ten. um but honestly yeah i'm just uh sports is a big part of my life uh, i'm a second year sport media student at tmu as well um I just love being around sports, whether I'm playing it, whether I'm watching, working on it. Um, it's just a big part of my life, holds something special to my heart. Um, I played basketball and I ran track throughout my high school career. Um, not as good as Lucas, because obviously I just watch now. But, you know, I'm trying. I can try my best. But with this podcast, I just really hope to learn some learn some stuff with my friends, have some fun times, and get to know TMU sports. Um, so, guys, what are we talking about today? We are going to talk about the U of T game that we played, I believe, three weeks ago. I Correct think, me if I'm wrong. I think it might have been two weeks ago, but it was on. It was on. It the was f- at the beginning. It was at the beginning of February. Um, was probably our biggest win of the season. Yeah. Um, was a huge morale booster, and yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Solid choice. Yeah, um, it was a big win for you guys. Uh, helped get you guys a lock in the playoffs. And, yeah, for this show, we're just going to be breaking down the game. Us three are going to have a conversation about it, what we saw and what we um, observed throughout the match. Um, then we're going to have kind of a learning session between us and Lucas. Lucas is going to answer some of our questions about the sport itself and the game from what we saw. And then later we're going to have an interview with Ben Davey, a uh, key member of the men's volleyball team and then we'll conclude it off and then yeah it's gonna be our show for today but let's get into uh the match it's in tmu wins walker puts it off the hands of the blockers to win the match 
Okay, so yeah, we're going to be breaking down uh, the matchup between U of T and TMU Bold that happened on February 4th a couple weeks ago. Um, it was Pride Night at the Madame Me Athletic Center, and it was a big win for the Bold as they were trying to lock up a spot in the playoffs, and nothing feels better than beating your crosstown rival in the Varsity Blues. But um, yeah, there were some key players. Uh, ben Davey had a good night. Don't you guys agree? Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Ben was definitely like our guy and he was called like I think the media called him like him Davy after just because he was like 10 kills and six digs and he really played an all-around great match um he was really the deciding factor that night and it was just a great win just because of it being pride night and I think we had both bleachers out we had over a thousand fans there and the atmosphere was like nothing I've ever played in before but I think the big thing like obviously Ben Davy was our guy but like it was an all-around performance Alex put up 15 kills. Jacob put up 21, hitting 0.372%. And then Lex doing Lex things with 13 digs. And it was really an all-around performance. And I think those are the nights you crave. And those are the things you crave as an athlete is when you get to play that rival. It's like U of T versus TMU. It's like it's like Red Sox versus Yankees. Like, you know, Mets versus Yankees. Like, Crosstown Subway Series. Like, that. it gave that vibe. And I think... There was a lot of trash talking during the game. There was a lot of a lot of this and a lot of that, but we have a lot of respect for U of T, and whenever you beat someone who you have a lot of respect for, it meant that you earned it. So uh, it was a really great match. I don't know if Mark caught anything, but what were your thoughts? Um, I would just say the atmosphere of the whole thing, too. Just uh, we, we forgot to mention it was the first ever Pride Night at uh, for a men's volleyball game, right? So, um, And especially having Lex as a spokesperson for that. Uh, I think that's something I think there was so much work that went into that game too that like it just felt like the script was written for us to win and and we hadn't beaten U of T in the past I think year and a bit so it was it was just great it was a good win good for Tree Morale and we just kind of kept that culture going yeah dominant performance that was your fourth fourth win in a row I believe so um yeah something like that yeah yeah I think, yeah, like, I think everyone played well. I Man, what I caught is that you said trash-talking was a part of the game, and, I mean, Alex King dominated, as always. He played amazing. But I saw that, I think it was during the second set, he got a yellow card for unsportsmanlike conduct because I think he, he blocked someone on U of T, and he kind of just, like, shrugged them off and gave, I said something. Did anything happen there? Like, after the game, did he say something? No, I don't. I don't think I remember there being a yellow card, but I remember it being like not called for. Like Alex is a pretty straight up guy, and his his trash talking is like blocking you, right? So like he's not gonna say anything back to you, but like he's gonna he's gonna give you what he has, and like that's his way of being like, you know, this is me. But there's definitely like in the U sport level, it's just trash talk is just a part of the game, and it just happens, right? Like especially with a crosstown rival like U of T, who we don't like very much. We respect, but don't like very much. And, yeah, I mean, yellow card's yellow card. It's really perspective with the ref, but, yeah. Well, going on to the first set, U of T actually took it. And from what I saw, Davis Young and uh, I think Evan Forlardo, they were just on fire, setting each other up. Or Davis was setting up Forlardo for spikes and kills, and they were doing really well. But, yeah, it looked like there was a bit of a slow start, but then... Yeah, but just from there then on, you guys just and TMU just took yeah, them taking the next three sets. Yeah, um, yeah, I was gonna say that's a 
especially losing the first one and taking the next three. Re- a lot of momentum. Our mindset was just solid. I think Filardo does Filardo things, and he's, in my mind, an MVP candidate, MVP candidate for the year. But I just think that he got off to a hot start, and that didn't, that didn't phase us, and we just kept going. And obviously, it wasn't a slow start for us, but it was definitely, you know... UT did did what they do best, and they ran Florida a lot, and I think he had something like seven points in the first set, but didn't phase us, and we kept going. Yeah, and then kept going in the second set. You guys won 25-16, to 16, which is, I mean, I, I'm not a huge volleyball guy, but is that, is that like a dominant take in a set? Definitely. Yeah. I think any time that you keep a team under 20, then I wouldn't say you've definitely dominated it. Obviously, it's based on what what happens, what mistakes were made, but uh, keeping a team under 20 definitely means that you did your job in that set, for sure. And even in the third and fourth set, I would add, like, um, they were, I guess UFT was hanging in there with you for a little bit. Um, but, yeah, there, there are stretches where you're, you're, you guys are just pulling away. Like, I remember during the third set, um, by the 20-point mark, you guys were pulling away with, like, maybe four four or five straight points, right? So. Yeah, and I think there's, like, volleyball kind of goes in intervals of eight, so kind of like to think how it's first to eight, first to 16, then to 25, and once you hit 16, it's called the red zone. So 16 to 25 is basically is called the red zone, which is when that's when you just, your mindset is always aggressive. Like, you're swinging as hard as you can. You're blocking aggressive. You're going for everything. Like not that you shouldn't be going for everything uh, before 16, but that red zone is something that's super important in volleyball. And I think that that was kind of the key that night is we we got to that red zone and then we just pushed and then that's yeah that's what we did. And Mark, you even saw something about Ben Davy in the third set that really caught your eye. Yeah, I just uh, at the end there he was catching a bit of momentum. Uh, especially on the last point, I think that was pretty memorable for me, where he he kills the match with a with a spike, and where I guess like Lucas said, you're you're putting everything out there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just a good setup. He like what caught me about Ben in this game was how he was so smart, and like Ben was playing the PT role and like just being super creative with his shots and using using that high volleyball IQ that he has. It was just something fun to watch, and he blocked really well. He played a lot of good D, and he served. He just put together a really good overall game. Um, we'll he- we'll he- we will hear his thoughts about it later, but yeah, just a solid match from him. Yeah, on on every end. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, he played great all around. Even like guy like Lex and Rabbit, he had a great defensive uh, performance. He had I think led the game in digs, which is great. Um, and also it was kind of it was kind of fitting for him because it was Pride Night, and he's a captain of the team and he's a spokesperson for the LGBT. Q2S plus community and there was just like it was just a great overall feeling just watching the game just for everyone whether if it was playing well or just having pride night be there and just the fan attendance and being across on rival I think it was just an overall great win and great atmosphere at the at the Mac that night yeah it was it was a really good night I was super proud of him for what he put together for the night he was definitely one of those he designed the shirts that we wore in warm-up really um like, I was just super proud of what he put together and, and obviously how he performed. And I know that was a super special night to him. And as someone who considers him a friend, like, just super happy what he what he was able to do that night. No, definitely, like, even as a spectator, just even at the end, like, hearing him talk during the interviews, talk about uh, his, how he belongs, how he feels belonged to the LGBT 
Q2S Plus community, how he felt how he felt as a, a part of the TMU community, and how he just felt like he he belonged there, and that like that's what he built, right? So um, yeah, just he, just hearing him talk and hearing him share that sense of pride with him, with your coach, your teammates, uh, from a spectator standpoint, it just really like it's one of those motivational stories that you that keep you interested in the sport, keep you. Um, rooting for them, right? Yeah, so. and I think that's that's what sport's all about. I think sport is as much about, you know, what it brings to other people than what it actually presents, right? Like, I mean, in terms of, like, you know, stories like this, Pride Nights, using sport as, like, in a way to, like, express your emotions and what you feel, and I think that Pride Nights have been something that teams have been doing a lot of in the past and i think it's it's just a great initiative it's a good way to get people out and it's a good way to keep people engaged and when you have someone like lex too who's a part of the lgbtq2s plus community um it just makes it that much more special for sure yeah and even even talking about the initiative um having a game plan to having a game plan to go into the future with it uh hopefully we can continue this uh, for as long as we're we're here right so yeah i think yeah it was great overall experience for the fans players and everyone that was just at the mac that night and um great win for tmu as they headed into the playoffs to play against big master um but uh let's get into uh kind of the, the teaching segment as me and mark have prepared questions for lucas from what we saw in the game so uh lucas are you ready for that let's do it all right Okay, so we're going to be going into the teaching segment of our podcast. We have our teacher here, Lucas Yang. Obviously, he's a member of the varsity men's volleyball team. So he's an expert about everything volleyball. And we have our two students, of course, myself and Mark. Um, so, Mark, why don't you lead us off and ask the first question to Lucas today? Uh, Lucas, so I just want to know, why does a libero wear a different color jersey? It's basically just to differentiate the positions. Um, the libero's not allowed to attack the ball in the front row um, above the head of the net. He is the only one that really, he's like the leader in terms of defense and, um, and service. So there's no real, like I'm really not completely sure why they wear a different color jersey, but it's basically just to differentiate themselves. Like it's that simple. Um, they're not allowed to attack. They're not allowed to serve. It's basically just to differentiate differentiate themselves from the attackers and the other players on the court. Well, I would say um, he, he Lex looks really good in the different color jersey. So <laughs> he does. He does look good in the jersey. Pulls yeah. it off. Yeah. Yo, he stands out. He stands out in it. Definitely one of the more. F- that it's really fun to play, just because you, you're. It's really the only position on the court where you're focusing on I mean you have digging answer uh, defense and serve receive but it's really that one thing like middle blockers have to attack serve and block outside hitters have to pass play defense block setters have to play defense block and set so it's really you can really hone in on that one skill but yeah well um speaking of liberos they tend to rack up a lot of digs do you want to explain to us and also our audience what a dig is a dig is basically just when you get the ball up 
um, a dig can happen or occur on any part of the body. It doesn't have to be on your arms. Um, a dig can happen when it deflects off the block. A dig can happen when it comes straight at you. But I think a dig is something that's super underrated in volleyball too. I think everyone likes to watch the big aces, the big kills, and the big blocks. But I think people need to get a lot more excited about a nice dig or a nice defensive play rather than the traditional big bounce kill or big bounce block or ace. Yeah, I mean, definitely. The thing about the thing about it too, like you're even saying, like people aren't necessarily excited, but it's like key to winning. If if you want to be successful, I'm assuming you, you need to have, you need to be able to dig, you need to be able to. For sure, and then digging is something that everybody does on the court. Like the middle only does it in one rotation when they serve, but like they should be ready to dig. And like digging is really that aspect that like, creates that overall like solid volleyball player like if you're able to dig then you'll you'll bring a lot more than to the team than rather than just being able to attack and block so it definitely one of the more underrated skills in volleyball but then again one of the more important skills for sure too um yeah definitely and like i guess we we're, we were just like briefly touching on it too but um even during that game we saw a lot of, a lot of different serving styles especially when comparing someone like Alex King, who puts a lot of power into his shot, um, versus like Ben Davey, who tries to strategically put it somewhere. Um, like, why? Why is there? A, why is that the case? Like, why is there a difference in strategy? There's two types of servers in volleyball: uh, float servers and spin servers. And Ben Davey is a float server, even though he can put some heat on the ball with his with his float serve. But a float server is really more about making the ball move and placing the ball, versus spin servers are more about hitting the ball hard and, and going for that velocity. Um, but the contrast between both Alex King and Ben Davies serve is obviously Ben's a float, Alex is a spin, and Alex Alex does a lot a really good job of being efficient with the serve too, um, mixing up speeds, placing his serve, and same thing with Ben. He does a really good job of placing that serve, but the main difference I would say is float servers are more tactical and like to reduce spin and move the ball a bit more versus spin servers who just kind of like to hit you with power and velocity and that's that's the way they get their their points too and spin and float servers too some float servers just float just to continue the play too um but spin servers really try to go for that big ace and, and go for their best serve yeah personally i'd i'd say i'm more of a more of a spin server uh even though i try no height for the spin serve you need height for spin serve i need height? something you ain't got yo i, I didn't I didn't think we had to bring that up. I'm like a, again, humble, humble six foot. Um, That's yeah. an exaggeration. Thanks, guys. Humble 5'10". Humble 5'10". Well, that's why we let guys like Lucas and Ben and Alex serve on the court, not like me and Mark. But um, what me and Mark do experience is kind of more of a basketball side of thing. And for starting lineups, at least what I've seen from TMU, there's a lot of changes in the starting lineups game to game. Is that a TMU thing or is it a volleyball thing? Because like in a sport like basketball, um, it's always relatively stays the same unless there's like an injury or a demotion within the player. Yeah, it's it's different. Um, I don't think that it's a volleyball thing or, or a TMU thing or anything like that. I think basketball is a bit different because you have guys coming off the bench and, and guys do get tired and... A starting five doesn't necessarily stay there for the whole game in basketball but for volleyball it's a little different like that starting 
six plus the libero could stay there for a whole five set four set match and you know guys are obviously coming off the bench to serve and be serve subs but that lineup doesn't necessarily have to change throughout the whole match versus basketball where it's a bit more like coming in coming out and stuff like that so uh, it's not a volleyball thing it's not a team you thing but the difference is that like those six or seven guys that are on the court do have the opportunity to stay there the whole game and you don't have there's no mandatory subs or if a guy gets tired then you know in volleyball you may pull him off and put on a guy who's who's fresh off the bench or if someone is you know screwing up a little that's when someone comes off the bench but it's changing in starting lineups isn't something that's you know volleyball specific or TMU specific or anything like that well professor yang thank you for giving us some insight. I think Mark and I both learned a lot from this and we're excited to learn some more. But, what did you um, guys learn? I think... I learned how to be a bit taller to, to be a spin server, but... Uh, I think the serving part was definitely the most interesting. Uh, just, like, learning about spin serving and what it means to, like, place it and also just being more powerful, like... Yeah, but, Alex. yeah, I was going to say, on, even on a serious note, yeah, there's a lot of things that Lucas just taught me there that... Um, like just makes understanding the game deeper, um, just gives you a bit more respect for the, how the game works, and it just makes it more enjoyable. So you know the the interest, like the complexities in the game. Um, yeah, it just make gives you a deeper level of understanding um, than just simply being a spectator, right? So. Yeah, I agree, and um, it's great. And now, since we've learned some strategy and some stuff about volleyball, and behind it let's get an in-depth look but in the game for one of the key players in the game ben davy as we welcome him on the show in our next segment davy set back and out tmu takes the set again davy showing his presence on that left side welcome back everyone so we're going to be doing the interview now with ben davy he had a great game against u of t last week and Ben, how are you? Welcome on the show. Oh, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Uh, now I'm going to throw the reins to Lucas to interview his teammate. Lucas, what do you got to have to ask Ben? Well, first of all, Ben, thank you for coming on. Of course. Um, I and all of our team was super impressed with your performance against U of T. Uh, you were definitely the X factor in the game and a huge part of why we took them 3-1. Uh, my first question is, was there anything specific about this matchup against U of T that felt different for you? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was probably the most nervous I've ever been for a game. Like, the, the days leading up to it, I was just, like, sick to my stomach just thinking about it. Um, so I think that really, like, cha- like turned a switch for me when it started, because then, it's like, the first couple points happened, and it was going pretty well. And then the nerves kind of went away, and then the crowd was amping up, and I just got really, like, hyped up. And I think that helped a lot. What was what was it like playing for the, fir- uh, for the first team you pride night? Did that have anything to do with your nerves? I mean, it did a little bit because I knew that there's going to be more people there. And obviously everyone wants to show out for Lexan. Um, but I don't think that had too much to do with it. Yeah, and a follow-up question to that. Just how was your overall experience being being part of that Pride Night? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, it's really important to uh, shed some light on all that stuff and like show support for our community. So it felt really good to do that for them. What was the most impor- enjoyable part of the win against U of T? Just 
in the fourth set when I just knew that we had it, I kept thinking to myself, like, I just kept thinking, like, something's going to go wrong. Something might go wrong. And then it's just like, it was like, I think it was like 20 to 15 or something like that. And I was like, damn, we really got this in the bag. Yeah. And I think that was probably the best part. So this being the pride game and you being a teammate of Lex and Rabbit for the past two years, how significant do you think it was to Lexon to be the spokesperson for the Pride game? Oh, I mean, I, I think that he, I think that he really loved it. I mean, he, like, he loves to show his appreciation for his community and just show that he's a part of everything like that. So I think that it was really important to him to be that guy. And just as our last question here, are you confident going into the playoffs against McMaster? I mean, yeah, I'm pretty confident. We just took him last week. So, I mean, I'm just really excited for that game. I think that we're going to do really well. Sweet. Ben, Ben, thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Ben, for joining us today and getting an insightful interview into what it's like to be a varsity athlete here at TMU, especially with his great performance in the game that we reviewed against U of T. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, yeah, I think it was great. Mark, I think we both learned a lot today from Lucas. Yeah, definitely. And honestly, it was just a good time being here in the studio with both of you and also Ben. Um, again, giving me a deeper understanding and that uh, I can carry on wa- even watching further games of Team use. Uh Just great to be here. Good experience. Good. Thanks, guys. Lucas, what do you think about the show tonight? I learned that Mark wants to be taller. Yeah, uh, I don't know if we could get that, but I think I think that's another good takeaway from today. Yeah, there's always hopes and dreams for Mark, but um, I think you're you're perfect the way you are. I think I think you're good the way you are, and it's great. Thank you, and that meant a lot to me. Thank you. Hopefully, you guys picked up on Lucas's knowledge and Mark and I's learning throughout this week. Um, yeah, I think you guys also learned that Mark would like to be taller, but can't really change that. But it's okay. Uh, hope you guys learned the court with us today. Uh, we'll see you next week when we cover. The TMU Bold women's basketball team take on the Brock Badgers on Seniors Night. Thank you guys for watching, and see you next week. Three, two, one.